You are listening to the weekly sermon from Elevation Community Church in Blanchester, Ohio. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit myelevationcc.org. Can you just put your hands together? God is in the business of restoring lives, real transformation. You may be seated. You may be seated. Wow. Happy 10 years. Happy 10 years. And we're so excited. We're going we're gonna to spend a little time just kind of reminiscing about how God saw Blanchester on the map of his heart. Who would have thought, Blanchester? It's kind of like when people were talking about this Messiah coming from Nazareth, they said, can anything good come from Nazareth? And Blanchester was on the Lord's map. And these 10 years, these 10 years are just a glimpse of the next hundred years before Jesus comes, that is, uh, or, or until he comes, shall I say, the next hundred years as we pour into your kids and their kids and their kids and their kids to lead a movement of real life change. And so we want to go all the way back, even before 2007, to just understand all that God has done. And there is one man and his wife and his family that are responsible for leading this movement to Blanchester, responsible for saying yes to God's call on their life, sacrificing much, giving all they have to obedience to lead a movement that we now call Elevation Community Church. So Elevation, will you please give a warm, a warm celebration of a welcome to our founding pastor, Craig Nisley. Come on, everybody. Bob. Another hug. <laughs> I feel like we just awesome. did this. Awesome. I know. I know. Oh, wow. Um, you know, I just, as we go back, just so you understand, some of you have been here from the start, so you'll appreciate it even more. But uh, when we, we started here, and there's so much more to the story that Craig will talk about before, but in 2010, we had about 45 people that said yes to go into Blanchester. We had about $48,000 to invest into a warehouse. We had a a, a building and we had a parking lot. uh, And you'll see this, uh, Craig's old car, God rest its soul. Um, But uh, we had a parking lot and we prayed and prayed and prayed because we wanted to fully connect the disconnected in our communities to Christ and to his community and to his cause. And now, we see that we're connecting, we're fully yeah. connecting Christ, uh, people to Christ and his community and his cause. Uh, and next picture, uh, Craig has said this from the beginning, that we're not just yeah. a church in Blanchester, we are for Blanchester. If you've been impacted by the movement for Blanchester, would you raise your hand? Yeah, all over the place. And we're continuing wanting to be not just in the community, before the community. This is a, a picture that will date us. Man, uh, 
That's about 20 pounds lighter on my, my behalf. Lauren so, has some vertical leap right there. Oh, she does. I, you can see yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. So this was us on grand opening day, April 11th, uh, or no, excuse me, April 10th. Uh, no, a- April 9th? What, what, April something. No, Maybe it was April, April 1st. April, no, it wasn't April okay. 1st. Um, Anyways, uh, April 10th, I believe it was, uh, 2011. And we were so excited for people to come. And we didn't know what to expect, but uh, our humble beginnings, look at that. (laughs) That's the empty warehouse we came into and and the wonderful pipe and drape. I hope I never see that again. And Phil, what what they can't see behind that was a big old pit. Remember that? Yeah, it was a gymnastics pit, foam pit. Yeah. And uh, we should have made it our baptismal. We should have, absolutely. (laughs) But we had to have a stage. So, uh, but anyways, yeah. And then we see this, yeah. where the sanctuary is now full of people, not just to fill seats, but to be filled with God's presence and to go forth and to make a difference. And now we yeah. can say, ten years in, just look what God is doing. Yeah. Just look what God is doing. All the glory to Him. Amen. And so, Craig, I just, uh, I, I just want the church to hear yeah. from you of how this all got started. Well, and I, I said during the first service, uh, I think I needed more caffeine for the first service. But um, gosh, it is, it is amazing what God has done in Blanchester through Elevation Church. And it's like a blast from the past. I'm seeing some faces I haven't seen in years. Kirby's right there. <laughs> Put your hands up, guys. Come on. Love me some Kirby's. But um, God has done great things here, and it's all about him. And, and before I kind of just, just say kind of the, the backstory, Phil, um, I've always believed in this idea. There's a guy named Henry Blackaby. Some of you who are more seasoned in life, I'm looking at Phil St. Holtz, more seasoned in life, heard of this guy, <laughs> Henry Blackaby, that wrote Experiencing God. He once said this, find out where God is working and join him. And, and my life has, has really tried to mimic that idea that it's not about our vision, it's about God's vision. Do you agree with that? Amen. And we join him. And so the birth of this really came out of that. And there's, there's a passage that has been near, uh, really near and dear to me ever since this church was started. In Matthew 16, 18, before the church was born, Jesus said this. He said, I will build my what? my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail. So, so elevation is a testament to the beauty of God's church that belongs to Jesus Christ. And we give him all the glory, amen? Mm. Um, so, so you may go old school here, go, go back. Please, please. So, so really, um, this church, um, well, let me take you in the way back time machine, uh, was born uh, probably about 15 years ago in my heart where God um, gave me a dream. And, and so at that point, I was in Dallas, Texas. Uh, I was in seminary, and, and God gave me a, a dream to plant a church, which sometimes is crazy to start a new church from scratch, but to, to plant a church that wasn't just a, a community, because we have lots of those, and churches are great, but we didn't want a holy huddle. We didn't want we four no more. Or as you said in the first service, the frozen chosen. I coined you. You always Come said on, that. Come on, right? And I stole it from someone. And, and so the, 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 the passion, the, the dream God gave me was a community with a cause, with a purpose. Uh, Romans 5 eight. God commends his love towards us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. 
So we want to be for other people as he was for us to incarnate the gospel. So that's, that's where it started. So it's a dream and a whole lot of nothing. Uh, and then God led, so I'm, I'm from, originally from the Mason area, born in the ghetto of Mason, Ohio, right? And, and, um, and I felt the call from Dallas, Texas to come back to the Cincinnati area. And I, I joked with Phil because God lives in Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, there's a stadium where the Shekinah glory, but anyway, we won't go there. But, but um, I feel like lightning might strike me, Phil, sorry. I do have to admit, my Buckeye fans, yeah. I was in Columbus on Friday, yeah. and I went to the <laughs> Urban Meyer grill, uh, pint restaurant. Oh, whatever. my gosh. It was okay. He, he's being discipled, friends. <laughs> no, no. He, he's, he's, I felt dirty after I so, left. So, no, no, disciple, him, disciple your pastor, friends. Um, we're talking about football idolatry, right? <laughs> yeah. But but God called us uh, and my wife Nikki, hold your hand up. Um, and and Hudson, our son, had just been our oldest son had been born. This is pre-twins. We have twins who were ten. Pray for us, three boys. Oh my! But but um, God had called us to come back to the Cincy area, and we we moved um, to the Little Miami School District in the booming metropolis of Morrow, right? And and uh, God, you know, we we were going to plant in Mainville. Mainville at that time was the next place they were saying demographically that was just going to pop. And, and this mall was going to come in, all this great stuff. And then 2008, the housing market just, you know, Plummeting, yeah. you know great time to plant a church. <laughs> so we actually started this thing called Northbridge Fellowship. And I, I told you this, that here's a backstory. I had been in, in uh, the Morrow area for one week, you know, dreaming up planting a church, one week. All very excited, I get a call, and on the call is, is Pastor Paul Taylor, who's the senior pastor of Rivers Crossing Community Church. And you may not know this, but we originally were going to be Rivers Crossing Community Church. <laughs> there, were, there was no Rivers Crossing anywhere in the world, and so there was a housing development or, or a mall that was coming in. Anyway, long story short, Paul says, hey, I'm the senior pastor of Rivers Crossing Community Church, and I heard you're, pa- you're going to pastor Rivers Crossing Community Church. We should talk. And, and so we ended up changing our name because they had it first. And anyway, I began a friendship with Paul, but um, just wild stories. And so we began a Little Miami High School, Northbridge Fellowship. And, and really just for a season, for a season, um, we just sensed that God wanted something else. We didn't know what. And a group of us, it was you, it was me, Jody Gunler, Thurman Center, uh, Jeff Wiss. Yeah, Carrie um, and Tim Jackson. Se- se- several others were in my living room in Morrow, Ohio. And we just said, okay, God's doing something. What is it? And in that single meeting was birthed the idea of coming to Blanchester, Ohio. Now, I think Jody Gunler was probably like subliminally, you know, sending messages <laughs> like come to Blanchester. I don't know. But, but we prayed about it, and, and then lo and behold, God started opening doors. And I, I didn't say this in the first service because I wasn't caffeinated, but um, uh, th- this, was, this was hilarious. About a year before that, yeah. yes. Jody was my dentist, and I love me some Jody because he's gentle, gentle dentist, love Jody. And, and he had always talked about this building, which at the time I think was a uh, gymnastics group. And Remember rest- the, the pit here? Yeah former restaurant. Yeah, and he just, he said, you should check it out sometime. And I, for whatever reason, I never thought anything about that. I never thought in, in, a, in a million years we would end up in Blanchester. Ne- never thought that. And, and I came to this building uh, and just prayer walked it. And I just sensed something inside. I don't know if you've ever had that experience 
I just sensed something in me, like the Lord was saying, someday this building is going to be used for my glory. I didn't, so I was just saying, Lord, never thinking it was going to be us, do something here. Well, in less than a year, I remember that. it started to percolate, yeah. and God opened the door. Isn't that incredible? Uh, so I go back to find out where God's working, because he's always working. And, and so all we did, friends, is when we came to Blanchester, is, is God was always working here, and we said yes to him. And it was a wild ride, because then we, uh, we, we moved into the building, had a lot of work to do. We had painting parties. Uh, we had to fill in this big old pit. Like, you know, we made jokes about that. I, my first day I ever walked in this building, cobwebs, cockroaches, <laughs> spiders, and, and people were like, this is never going to be a church. And, and in all of that, we said, God's going to do something. We had a dream. I know you and I prayed yeah. a lot about this. Yeah. And uh, in the, early, the first service, we talked about this, that I was, I was saying to our launch team, our core team, about 45, 50 people, I said, Let's, you know, I'm praying for 300 people to come on that first Sunday. And there were some that just would say, that's, that's, Yeah, 45 people to 300. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's big. And, and I remember telling Phil St. Holtz, like, let's prepare for 100 kids. And, you know, some people were like, we're not going to have 100 kids. Our first Sunday, grand opening Sunday, I think it was April 10th, 2011. West. Isn't time so funny? It goes so fast. We had 416 people at our first service. And, and get this, the best part, 17, right? We had 17 decisions for Jesus that first Sunday. Woo! And... And remember, a group of about 50 people with big dreams, praying, painting. I met yeah. Jody, or uh, I, I met, um, oh, I, I, met, I met someone I remember, it was Dennis Morris. I was painting here one day, and he introduced himself, hey, That's I'm Dennis right. Morris. I'm like, you know, painting, I remember that. And, and we had all these dreams, and to have that happen, it was a reminder to us, God saying, I am working here, friends, just, just, Step back, let me show up, and I'm about to blow every circuit in your brains. And we were counting. I remember after that service, we had our connect cards, and our administrative people were going nuts, like, oh my gosh, how do we count this many people? And I think we had 101 kids, by the way. Remember, I said, let's be prepared for 100. We had 101 kids that first Sunday. So um, we were counting, and, and people were looking at the decisions for Jesus. I remember a couple of those folks had tears running down their, their cheeks, and then it was like, this was so worth it. God was always at work, and all we had to do was join him, right? And it's, just, it's, such, it's a beauty to see this, this movement, this church birthed mm. for his gospel and his glory. Uh, and we give him all the glory. Amen. And it's, bro, it's been a, I know for you it's been a wild ride because after a few years, God called me away, and da 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 there comes Phil. Right. And, you know, when you, when you knew God was calling you uh, to, to plant and you didn't even know where, I yeah, mean, you were I reliving the vision again, uh, I, I had no idea. Uh, we went six months looking for a lead pastor, and uh, I still don't want it, but I'm here. <laughs> and, yeah, he's uh, doing a great job, though, isn't God. he? And by the way, what you guys don't know, we had way too much fun. We did work. But we had way too much fun. I just, I'll just say that. You can ask him, but we had way too much fun. Yeah. So, but, uh, you know, uh, in a moment, 
uh, we'd like to hear from you. We're going to do some, we're gonna, we have a video and then we're going to do some recognition, but I just wanted to put that bug in your ear. Uh, we would love to hear from you on how God is working in your life and doing life change through this ministry called ECC. And so we would love to hear from you. So start thinking about that. I know God is kind of tugging on some of you to share. Um, and can I steal? Yeah. Can I jump in? Mm -hmm. Old days now, right? We do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, my brother Tim here uh, shared at, at the first service, and it was uh, a reminder, again, of the gospel. Um, I don't know if you, I mean, I think y'all know this, but the gospel is about renewal and redemption. And, and God takes what is broken mm. and beat down and lost, and he breathes life into it, and he changes it. Because he says in the book of Revelation, I'm making all things new. And, and so that's the kind of thing, too. Like, if, if you want to share that, like, by all means, share that. So, Yeah. Um, so, Craig, uh, for you, before we hear from other people, yeah. for you, what, what are some, like, highlight moments for you that we're, where it's like, okay, this is a confirmation of the vision that God put in my heart. This is exactly what I longed to see. What I, I feel mean? like the first service got, like, bad, Craig, because I wasn't fully caffeinated. So, <laughs> You're good. You're um, good. The, I, have, I have so many memories, but I have so many praises of what God has done here. Uh, that first service... Again, if you were part of that, it was just was, it was amazing. And to see people receive Jesus, uh, one of those for me too was the first set of baptisms. Yeah. Do you still baptize in a, in a horse trough? We do. We just, uh, a lot of people don't see it. So. <laughs> but yeah, and, it's a and, horse trough. And back in those days, it was cold. Yeah. And I think. Not anymore. Okay. Well, good. <laughs> and I want to say, you know, we had, I don't know. Nick, did we have 13 people baptized that first go around? Something like, something like that. Right, and, and which is amazing. And we've had over 100 baptisms I mean, since. 100 baptisms. Isn't that awesome? So, Come on, God gets the glory. It's, remember, it starts, it starts with a God dream, and, and then he does his thing. We just get out of the way, and he does his thing, and you have hundreds of people impact. That's, that's amazing. But that first set of baptisms was special in so many ways. But one of those was my father, yeah, Bob Nice. I don't know if you know Bob. Um, he, he goes by the janitor. <laughs> but um, uh, my dad, and some of you know this story that have known him, um, he came to Jesus in his 60s. And he came to Jesus because he connected as part of Northbridge, remember the early days in Mainville. Uh, he didn't believe in Jesus at that time. He just belonged to a group, and he was serving and doing, he was doing coffee then, and all kinds of stuff, and then the gospel kind of broke through, and I remember my dad praying to receive Jesus in their living room, and my mom, Leona, I mean, she, our mouths, remember that? Our mouths were just dropped, like, did this just happen? Because uh, we, had, in some ways, we prayed, but we kind of gave up. You know how you pray, but you're like, that's never going to happen. So, so the first baptism that we had here, my dad, I got to baptize my dad, yes. and, and I, still, I still have a picture of this in my office where when he came out of that very cold water, not so clean water, I'm sure, he had his hands lifted in victory, and, and that, which is a full demonstration of the power of the gospel. God is always at work. We join him, and when he's at work, great things take place. There, there are so many. I mean, the, the, the heart of mission for Bloomington, that's that's marked uh, this. Blanchester. For, uh, what did I say, Bloomington? Bloomington. That's, that's where right. I am now. That's I'm actually planting said. a church in Bloomington, so <laughs> bear with me. Uh, God's for Bloomington too. 
they're Hoosier fans, so it's he's specially, the they need right? Jesus there. What's the that? Refuge? Refuge Church. Refuge Church. I love that. Yeah. Name. And, and so, for, but he's for Blanchester. And, and I think um, the first set of like parades in the July 4th parades in the early days. You'll see some of it in we the video. We had t-shirts made up. We, it, it was awesome. But we said, we just want to serve this, this community. Um, that, we actually, that first year, we, we forgot to say, I guess I wasn't caffeinated either, but um, <laughs> they're like, what? Uh, is we, we volunteered to the chamber yes. to clear the trash cans, That's to, totally to right. change the trash cans. And they said, are you serious? We said, yeah, we'd like to. They said, we can't pay people to do that. And I said, we're going to serve. Yes. And, and, uh, and yeah, it was awesome. Don't, I mean, and that's, and that's I know you, you're with me too, man. Like <laughs> from day one, our post, community with a cause, connecting disconnected people to Christ, this, this idea that we're here to serve and be the hands and feet of Jesus, um, that changes everything, right? We, we are simply servants of the king and we make disciples that make disciples. And, and so, so those early days of that, and we had that, that, that faith in action, which is up there, you pointed to, um, which was a Sunday in our first full fall of 2011, where we, <clears throat> we just went out and served this community. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. And we built, I think, from that, from that moment, we were building a culture and ethos of the gospel, of, of taking Jesus to other people. And um, anyway, I have, so, I have so many memories. Watching you, like back here, I mean, Phil, Phil on, the, on, on any kind of drums or percussion or conga, that, I mean, he just comes alive. You ever see him? He's like going all over the place. Beat and, drum. Yeah. Beat drum. <laughs> but, but, you know, Phil loves to worship Jesus. I've always appreciated that about you and the heart from day one, too. And a lot of this is, is um, God's passion in you. But I think both of us shared this. Like, we, we wanted this to be always about Jesus. Amen because it is the church that belongs to Jesus. Jesus said, I will build my church. It's not our church. It's his church. It's not Phil's church, it's his church. And so Jesus has always been centered. I think you've, you sense that if you've been part of this. Jesus is king here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, isn't that refreshing? Yes. To be part of something where it's not about a personality, it's in, and you have a great personality. I mean, I, I love you, man. It's not about a personality. It's not about stuff. And we have, you guys have great bells and whistles here. It's about Jesus. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Amen. Are you with me? Amen. So you guys are caffeinated today. Yeah. And you love Jesus. I love it. So, so what we're going to do is we're going to celebrate a 10-year celebration uh, video. And what awesome. I'd like for you to do is if you... Uh, are maybe your pictures in there or uh, a moment that you remember or that you see real life change. Go ahead and you can holler. You can say, yeah, you can, you can clap your hands, but let's just celebrate the life yeah. change that we see uh, in this video. Go ahead and watch. Okay, come on, come on. 10 years to God be the glory, come on. This is his church. And I just really wanted to, uh, yeah, we want to celebrate and recognize some people. But man, to God be the glory. To God be the glory. It's all about lifting Jesus high so people will be drawn to Jesus. That's what we do and that's what we're going to do. And I, I, re I speak this in faith. These last 10 years is just a precursor to what God's doing here and in our community. Revival is coming to Cincinnati. Renewal, life change is happening, and we get to be a part of it. 
So that is exciting to me, and I hope that's exciting to you. Um, I want to take uh, just a moment to recognize some people who are literally the backbone to this ministry. Um, I need to, uh, first service, she wasn't here. So Lauren, would you, I know you have the kids. Go ahead and bring them up. Lauren, uh, if you could come. She's like, oh, great, you didn't tell me this. She is, uh, yeah, come on. Is she there? Just one. Yeah, um, you guys have no idea. I, I, I love it, and she loves it, that a lot of people who come to the church, they have no clue who my wife is, because she sits in the back, and she's just doing her thing, but I tell you what, she is, she is the anchor. Uh, said I wouldn't do this. <laughs> she is the backbone to this ministry. The sacrifice that she gives for me to be able to do what I do uh, is absolutely incredible. And so uh, these kids, this family, uh, Craig knows this, any pastor uh, of a a movement or a church knows this, that uh, if we're not careful, families suffer for ministries and we don't want that. And uh, this family is my first family. You are my church family, but this is my family. And this is the family that I'm investing in and pouring into. But they sacrifice so much and they always want daddy home. And so we never want our our kids to resent the ministry ever. And so uh, thank you for your support to my wife and my family. And uh, thank you most um, uh, to my beautiful wife and uh, to many, many more years of ministry. And uh, I'm so excited for these kids to grow up into this ministry uh, with Michael and with Jeff and Tiffany. I'm so excited. So would you just thank Lauren for me? You You can stay up here. Um, I want to recognize real quick before Craig and Nikki come up, I wanna recognize our staff, current and past. So we have Jeff and Tiffany, just stand Jeff. Thank you, Jeff and Tiffany. We have Brent, Stan, Brent, Brent and his wife, Nicole, their kids, Owen and Riley, uh, Jeff and Tiff's kids, uh, Drew, Carson, Will, and Robbie, got all four. So, uh, and then uh, Michael Miller, is he in here or is he, uh, obviously he's in, in uh, ministering to your kids, so make sure you thank him, and it's his birthday, so you have to celebrate his birthday as you go back, um, but those are the people who pour into this ministry every day, and so I just appreciate you, uh, your families, the sacrifice you guys give. Thank you for your heart for this community. Really appreciate it, okay. Uh, And then Daniel, Daniel's here. Pastor Daniel, where is he? Yes, and his wonderful wife, Lainey, they're still a part of our ministry. We love you guys so much. And they're uh, next month, they're uh, going to be able to say hello to their third baby. And uh, we're excited for that. They don't know the gender yet. So uh, it's gonna be awesome. Um, Jeff, uh, Jeff. Craig and Nikki, would you come on up? Uh, We have something a little different than first service, but uh, wanted at least it to be fresh. 
and it's not for you, but it's for your beautiful wife. Come on up. And uh, I saved this for the second service, but uh, there's a couple things we would always razz Craig about. Oh, no. One of them is that he would spoil every movie. He would come up, and he was a movie guy, and uh, Craig and I enjoyed going to the movies. (laughs) But uh, anyways, uh, he would get up, and he would use a, a, a movie to tell the sermon, the message, to prep what he's trying to say, but sometimes he would give away the whole plot of the movie, and people would be like, thanks, Greg, I don't have to see that movie anymore. But the other thing that he would always say is he would call it the Cheesecake Factory Factor. He would say, you know, when you go to Cheesecake Factory and you have one of their cheesecakes, you talk about it. You don't stay silent. You tell your friends. And he's talking about the gospel. When you experience the love of Jesus and the life change, you're going to talk about it. And so we'd like to give you a Cheesecake Factory gift card. And uh, absolutely, absolutely. That is awesome. And uh, We want to recognize all of our elders, past and present. We had several in the first service, but would you stand? Phil Kirby. Uh, Would you stand? Phil Sr. Greg Dolby was in the first. Any past? Any past? Jeff. Jeff Wiss. Yeah. Anybody else? Brian Warwick. Paul Clemenson. Who's in the back? Who? Oh, Tony Cardinal, who could, who could forget the Italian stallion? So, yeah, thank you to all the elders. We appreciate you so much. Now, we just want to give a special recognition to two groups of people. The first group, if you were a part of the launch team, maybe even Northbridge Fellowship and the launch to come here, would you all please stand? We want to recognize you. Just stand. Come on. Don't be shy. That's right. Thank you all. Thank you, Tim and Carrie. Thank you, guys. Okay, you may be seated. Now, for the select few of those who um, were a part of the launch team or you were here grand opening day and you are still a part of Elevation Community Church, I want you to get out of your seat or one of you in your family, get out of your seat and come forward. We have a special gift for you. So come on, Jeff. Come on, senior. Come on. Come come on up. Yeah, go ahead and give them. Hey, Carrie, would you come on up too? I want you to receive a special, you and Tim. Um, uh, Carrie and Tim and Jody Gunler and and Chris Gunler, Gunler, they were so generous in this building with us. And we were able to purchase the building a couple years back, but they were so generous in uh, offering this building for ministry. So we appreciate all that you guys are doing. Here, let me... uh, help you out here. This is just um, a little token of our appreciation for all that you guys have done. So go ahead. Uh, if you are a Buckeye fan, just take your Buckeye paraphernalia <laughs> off, the, off the counter and then just put that right up on there. So uh, can we just say thank you yeah. for these church yeah. planters here in Blanchester? Love you guys. Yeah. Thank you so much. You may be seated. You guys may go. Now we want to hear from you. Um, It won't take long, but we would love to hear from you. Um, If we could just show that video uh, from Spencer. Spencer was here first service, uh, but he's, of course, ministering uh, in Anderson uh, at the church Calvary that him and his dad now lead. And uh, um, so I'd like for you guys to hear what God's doing with him. Let's play that. 
Well, hey, what's going on, Elevation family? Hey, I want to first apologize for the environment. I'm currently sitting in my truck outside of Lowe's. Kate and I are in the midst of a big house move, so this is the best you got today. Yo, I am so pumped for you guys. Happy 10 years. I am so thankful that I was able to just be a part of it. And uh, I'm so excited for what God's going to do through you and in you in the days ahead. Hey, I love what it says in Acts 1.8. Jesus says, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you're going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And I think it's important for us uh, to understand as Christians that we have been given responsibility across the board in all of in all of our different circles of influence to be the love and light of Jesus Christ in the midst of a broken world for, for, for people that are desperate for the love of Jesus that we know, it's our responsibility to give it to him. So for the last six years, uh, that's what me, my wife, and our team have been trying to do. We've been in Cincinnati, downtown Cincinnati, with our ministry called Tapestry. We have been on the east side of, of Cincinnati in a town called Anderson. With the leadership of Mike Brewer, we're currently uh, putting together a house church network that's going to start in Goshen, and we hope to see spread across the city of Cincinnati. I want you to know, I say all of that because I want you to know you guys are a part of something so much bigger than just yourselves. What you're doing in, in and through Elevation in Blanchester and the surrounding areas is incredible, but you guys have been a part of stuff happening all over the city and all over the state uh, through, through the sending of people like myself. And... Um, so we love you, we're thankful for you, we're excited for you, we are championing you on today. Uh, happy 10 years, Elevation Community Church. Well, hey, what's going on? Uh, we don't want to hear that again. No. Thank you, Spencer, and, and to his dad, Dave Robinette, he was uh, such an instrumental role in my life. Uh, many of you know my testimony of 2006, and he spent two years just pouring into me and investing into me so I could be ready uh, to deal with Craig Nisley. No, I'm kidding. So I could be ready to serve uh, the movement, and so I'm just so excited. But hear me out. Elevation Community Church has nothing to do with a denomination, nor a name or a building. We are part of a kingdom of God, and the devil works night and day to divide churches, to divide, to make them territorial and competing against each other for swapping sheep. <laughs> we're not about swapping sheep. We're about reaching, leaving the 99 to reach the lost. And so someone like, like um, uh, Mike Brewer and, and Spencer Robinette and Paul Clementson, who was here uh, first service with uh, Christ the King in Wilmington, and we have Blanchester Nazarene and the Church of Christ, us pastors coming together and being the heart of the church. And so that's where we want to be. It's not about a competition. It's about a kingdom movement of real life change. So I'd like to just open the microphone. Anybody, anybody just wanna share what God has done? Anyone? Felicia. Oh, she sprained her ankle and she jumped up and she just forgot. <laughs> well, Lord be with your ankle. God, I'm already gonna start crying. Um, hi, I'm Felicia. Um, we started going here about three years ago. Uh, God, I hate talking in front of people, so bear with me. You're but, good. Um, Thank you for sharing. 
grew up in church, and from the time I was three years old, I always, for some reason, just begged my parents to take me to church. Um, all I knew was I loved this man with all my heart named Jesus. I don't even remember where I heard about him or how I learned about him, but I just knew I loved Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> and I wanted to be in his house. And um, my parents didn't go to church, so my grandparents started taking me. And after a while, my parents started going with us, and my parents were amazing. They were wonderful people. They started a puppet ministry within our church. My dad drove the bus for the church, and um, like life was about as amazing as it could get. When I was in the seventh grade, we got in a serious car accident. I broke my femur and um, had to be out of school for eight weeks because I had a staph infection and all this other craziness, and my mom got put on painkillers because she hurt her knee, and then my dad got put on anxiety medication because of all the stress and everything, and both of them developed um, addictions because of it. Sorry. And it seemed like overnight they went from these amazing, loving parents to just completely different people. And my dad, who used to, like, take me places and take me to see all the Star Wars movies and, like, take me on dates to treat me how my future husband should treat me and show me how I deserve to be treated, went from that to just not having anything to do with me. And he would just accuse us of stealing his medication and do all these violent things, and it was just crazy and chaotic. And it was a really hard time. Um, gosh, sorry. So when I was 20, I ran away with a Marine and got married because I wanted to escape that situation and uh, rushed into a marriage that I knew God didn't want me in. Um, went from one abusive situation to another, basically. I spent all my 20s not going to church because according to my husband at that time, church was for weak people who couldn't handle life and I couldn't have a Bible in my house or anything. And I mean, I could have, but I chose not to because I would be ridiculed for it. Um, anyways, finally one day I gained the strength to leave that relationship and the first day I went out and bought a Bible, <laughs> and um, my sister had been begging me to go to church with her, but I didn't want to because I thought I would just go in and feel this like immense guilt for not acknowledging God for almost 10 years. And she kept begging me and begging me, and I just kept saying no, 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 making up excuses, and finally one day she was like, look, it would be like, it would mean the world to me if you would just come to me to this women's retreat. And finally, I was like, all right, fine. So I walked in the building expecting to feel all this guilt and shame. And I just felt this overwhelming sense of love. And I felt worthless and useless. And I didn't feel valued whatsoever. I didn't feel like I was worth anybody's time or anything. And... I just felt this overwhelming peace and sense of just complete compassion and love from God and that I will never, ever, ever forget that feeling. And I 
have not stopped going to church since that moment. Um, I still struggle with my self-esteem and my self-worth and my confidence, and I have a lot of issues because of all that stuff, but we came here three years ago, and I walked in to celebrate recovery and just bawled my eyes out the first night. Like, they go around in a circle, and everyone's supposed to talk about their weeks and stuff, and my first day, I went, and it got to me, and I just poured out my whole life story for like an hour after everyone just shared for like five minutes. But um, I met some really amazing people through that program, and I still have really strong relationships with everyone I met in there. And I'm just so beyond grateful for the way God has used this church and the people from this church to help me grow as an individual and as a believer. And help me realize that living in that doubt and paralyzing fear isn't doing anything for the kingdom of God, and that I'm called to be a living testimony that you can come from feeling worthless and you can come from feeling like you don't deserve anything to feeling like you've been given the world. I mean, God gifted me my husband now, Nick. I started praying that he would give me a spiritual leader as a husband, and God, he gave me more than I ever asked for in a husband. And he's supported me and loved me through everything. And now I'm on the worship team with like the most amazing group of people ever, and I just feel incredibly blessed and humbled by that. Mm. And I also just want to say, if you do ever have anyone in your life who you're always trying to get to church because you know you want that healing for them and you want them to feel that love. Don't give up because my sister begged me for years and I didn't. And um, you just, we all underestimate the power of God sometimes and he can do everything beyond what we could ever imagine. I never thought in a million years I'd be on a stage in front of a whole bunch of people talking about my story, but here I am and I'm singing on stage and just trying to share the love that he has given me, and that's all. Thank you, Felicia. Thank you for being obedient and sharing. I know someone needed to hear that. Uh, anyone else? Josh, awesome. Go ahead. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> no, there you go, brother. You, you're going to have to talk into it. Yes, I will. Okay. My name is uh, Joshua Warwick. I've, I'm not exactly sure how long I've been here, um, but I do know that we moved to Blanchester a while back when my brother was like a baby. Um, so I guess it would be about nine years. Um, I just started serving in the lights about two or three years ago. not quite sure how long it's been. But I cannot, since then, I've not stopped. Every single day, I thank God for giving me the love for technology that I'm able to use every single day to pour into this ministry. I run the lights here, and I love doing every moment of it. I'm surrounded by amazing people every single day. I just cannot be more thankful that something that, when I was younger, I've always loved technology, and I always thought that was just going to be something I would use like maybe later for a job or something like that. And God has taken that, and he's using it for one of the most extraordinary things. I mean, there's not much better than attending a ministry than, I mean, being a 
able to say you are a part of ministry. That's right. You are helping. That is... Wow. That is many times better than it is just to say that you attend a church. That's all I want to say. Thank you. For those of you who know Joshua, that was huge. Huge. Anyone else? Mike Brewer. Hey, it's second service. We can go. <laughs> There's cupcakes, cafe. No. Uh, Mike Brewer. All right. I was going to start off with something really smart I like to say to you, but I just don't feel like doing that now. Um, I, I do want to share a quick story about the day I met Craig Nisley. And Craig, I don't know if you remember this or not, but you were speaking at Faith Church in Milford. And I remember hearing Craig speak, and I don't remember what he said now. I probably didn't remember 10 minutes later, but I do remember God saying, or at least I think it was God, might have been coffee, but go talk to him and do what he tells you. And I was like, well, that's weird, but okay. So I found Craig afterwards at like this, it reminded me of some kind of weird craft mall or something. He was sitting behind these tables trying to uh, recruit people to come work for him, I guess, is what he was trying to do. And for those of you who don't know Mike, he has a spiritual gift of sarcasm. So just so you know. <laughs> that was my serious side. <laughs> so I said, uh, I, I awkwardly walked up and introduced myself to Craig. And I said, uh, you know, if there's anything I can do to help, just, just let me know. So he pulled out this card and he went through this card and he said, well, there's three ways you can help. You can give of your time or give your money, or give prayer, through prayer. I said, cool. So we talked for a minute, exchanged information, and, and I said, all right, cool. If there's anything you, know, you ever need, just let me know. And he goes, okay. And then he looked at me with the look that he gave me probably a few hundred times more over the years. And the look, like if you could read it, it said, you're a loser, I just told you how you could help. <laughs> so then he goes, you can give of your time. <laughs> You can give through prayer. So obviously Craig and I went on to have an interesting relationship. Um, but the truth was, even over time, his nickname for me became Loser. I got a, an email from him one time, and I hadn't seen him in a while, and he said, hey, how you doing? Uh, are you still a loser? And that was, that was just how we talked to each other. But to, to give a little bit of serious, I didn't mean to make to be... This off the reservation. Stand-up comedy or? Um, <laughs> at that point in time, that awkward exchange represented my awkwardness toward the church and what God was trying to teach me and show me where to go and do and, or what to do. And over time, through the ministry of Craig and then Phil, and I don't want to make it just about those two because there's countless people that I've become friends with and developed great relationships with through Elevation. Uh, my ministry outside of this place would have never happened. And what I'm doing now would never happen. And listen, it's still, still not about me or anything I'm doing. It's about what God wants done and stepping into that, just like Craig and Phil have been talking about. So this, this ministry, if you're, if you're newer to this ministry of Elevation, 
don't think that the old days were the good days and you're here now in the aftermath. That's right. This is something that's just getting started. Things are happening all over the city because things happen right here. So that's it. Thank you, Mike. Love you, brother. You guys? We have, we have time for just a few more. Oh, senior, and then we'll do the O'Rourke's, uh, and then we'll do uh, Rodney, and then we got to... When I grow up, I hope I can be like Mike Brewer. Um, I just want to say how I've seen God use people in this church over these more than 10 years. Uh, in, and I'm particularly noticing service, whether it's working back, um, teaching the children or cleaning or whatever. And every time we've had some kind of special project, it seems like people uh, just come out of the woodwork to help. And they're not doing it for themselves. They're doing it because they love the Lord. And it is so impressive to see the Lord work in lives like that. And the epitome of that, who's been an inspiration to everybody over these many years, is Bob Nicely. Because, um, yes, let's hear it. Uh, a church this size should have a full-time yeah. custodian and handyman. And we had, God gave us that. And it was just so interesting because God's timing, bringing Bob to Christ, and then Bob was retiring at that time or just had. So he had energy and wanted to do something productive. Had um, was the big word, right? Had. Craig, Craig brought him on. But the interesting thing is when Craig is no longer here, Bob just serves the same way because he's serving God. And he's inspired all of the rest of us to do our little bit, but he just does it week after week and year after year. So God has used Bob, and we are very fortunate for that. Yeah. Thank you. Jack, Meg, thanks to everyone for sharing. Sorry. You got it. You got it. Hey, you want to be on the tech team? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is going to be hard. Um, Jack and I have been going here for about eight years. Um, most of you don't know this. Just a small handful of people know this. But when we moved down here, we were on the brink of divorce. Um, we'd had a rough marriage. And the year before we moved here, we were hardly speaking to each other. I'd pretty much decided that um, when our son graduated from high school, we were just going to um, go our separate ways. Um, but the reason I'm up here is God, and I've heard this before, that when you go through a rough time, you should share your testimony so that other people going through it can benefit. So that's why I'm up here. Um, I was working in a school district up north, and of course Jack got the job down here. And it was late summer, and I hadn't signed my contract yet for the upcoming school year. Um, and I had to make a decision. It's it's hard, kind of hard sometimes to get out of a contract with the school district once you've signed for the year. So 
reluctantly, I moved down here. Jack had been down here the whole summer. He was living with his brother who lives here in Blanchester. And I thought, I'm just going to move down here till our house up north sells, and that's going to be the end of it. And so I moved down here. We lived with his brother. Um, we were cordial to each other, but there wasn't much to our relationship. Um, shortly after, I got a job. We put our house up for sale up north. And I started going to a church over in Centerville where I was working. And some people had made comments, well, that's strange that you're both going to a different church, but I don't think anyone really put the connection together. Um, gradually, we met. Uh, Jack told me about this church, and, of course, I wouldn't go um, for the longest time. But I got tired of driving clear over to Centerville each Sunday that I went to church when we were living here in Bland. So eventually Jack talked me into coming to this church, and the first thing that I was struck by was the friendliness and the warmth of the people here. Even though they didn't know what we were going through, um, I just really felt God's presence in a way I hadn't felt in a long time in a church. And so I started coming with Jack, and at that point, like I said, there wasn't much to our relationship. Um, eventually, someone in the church connected us with one of the elders at that time, Eric Cole. He was um, getting his degree in counseling, and he offered to work with us just to help us free of charge. And um, started realizing some things about myself. Um, we started really finally working on our marriage. I mean, the first two or three sessions, we didn't hardly want to sit next to each other. And um, Anyhow, long story short, God has saved our marriage. I, I give God the glory for this church and uh, everything that's happened. Um, you guys have been a big part of it, even though I've been reluctant to talk about what's going on with the two of us. Um, God has saved our marriage. I feel like we're closer than we've ever been. Um, we're going to be married 40 years this summer, and I just give God the glory. Well, this has got to be one of the more stranger times I've been up in front of the microphone because of all my years of being married to this lady, I've never known her to speak in front of a group of people. The courage that came and the God that we serve gave her that courage today. And uh, believe me. As she said, for about 40 years as of this summer, and uh, the courage to live with me this long, she's a saint in, in itself. But uh, one of the things that uh, God had really convicted me of during that time was just my anger. And uh, that was a, one of our biggest problems is that we just couldn't agree upon things. But more than anything, uh, God has basically uh, day after day after day has learned and, and taught me how to deal with that. And, uh, you know... I can't say enough about this community and this church. I was going next door uh, to the Baptist church next door, and I was very good friends with the minister, and I can remember the first time I saw the signs up here, I wanted to tear them all down, <laughs> to be honest, because it was like, they're in our property. They're, all, they're, right, they're doing it right here in front of our faces. I didn't have any idea at the time that that church was going to 
kind of split up, not because it was a bad thing, but uh, the minister had a different calling in his life. And I had a friend that was going here and he invited me. And then from that point on, I don't think I've hardly missed. And it was probably six months to a year before I had enough. We just had enough prayer and everything else that we, I finally got her in the door. And I haven't been able to get her out since. So. <laughs> and said, uh, I do want to say one other thing that's really impacted me. Um, the work days that we've had here at this church, especially uh, the yard sale that we did for this church, and see, if you don't know that much about me, I was a teacher at Blanchester High School at the time. I'm now teaching at Hillsboro. But uh, to see the delight and the love of this community for those people that came that day and a lot of the kids, um, it was just un unbelievable. Uh, just the outpouring of what everybody had done that day. And, and just to see the smiles that were brought upon people's faces and how it changed a lot of those kids. And I just want to say thank you for that day because it was very, very special. Pop. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah, um, I want to I wanna let people know if you didn't get a chance to share your uh, testimony or, or maybe you're watching live stream and you would like to um, share, you can either text us at 937-754-5107 or email us. We'd love to hear your stories. Uh, we'd love to even promote them and publicize them if we get your permission. So uh, let's, let's go. Last but not least, Rodney, come on up. Well, I guess it's all right to go last. It gives you a little more rehearsal time. <laughs> uh, well, I started coming here to Elevation in uh, September of uh, 2016, however many years ago that was. And before all of that, I just, you know, life's kind of got me down, you know, just from even though I got saved and baptized at 14, just everything from family problems to just feeling like a reject, always being left out, never fit in, just people treating me like a dog. And some of you know this, some of you don't, but I do have autism, and that's played a big part in a lot of it, too. But then the very first morning I came here, just thinking, okay, what are they going to think of this, you know, goober coming out of Williamsburg, Ohio, walking through these doors of a church in Blanchester? <laughs> well, uh, it felt like home, and then hearing the message preached by uh, Dennis Morris, if you're watching, Hoss, this goes out to you. It just, it spoke to me and that just made me realize, well, after battling through all this stuff right here, this is what it leads into. It's a pretty good, pretty good turnout. And pretty, pretty soon after that, I kind of started serving. I've been, I've helped out neat kids. I've helped out in youth. I've been on the cleaning crew. And uh, even though Pastor Phil's got me working like a dog doing the marquee sign out there, <laughs> I'm still blessed to do all of it. <laughs> And uh, I got a few more things I want to I want to say to end, end, end with this testimony. Just if you feel like you never had a purpose in your life, just lay it all down to Him. You know, just through Him, you know, He'll give it to you. He, he found one for me, and He'll give it to you. And also, one more thing. And also, if you're like me, you don't have a real close family. Well, I'm going to end it with this. Just come on home, we'll sing it all night long. It's a family tradition. 
This is a perfect example that we are truly a church of real people. And we love it. Could you all stand as we close out? We're gonna close out with a worship song. I'm gonna ask Tiffany and uh, Nikki to come. They were a part of our first uh, worship team along with Thurman uh, and uh, then Bill Tackett and Mark Collins. And now we are overly blessed with this team of people. Uh, But I would like for us to read this scripture together. And what I need for you to do is to read really loud and strong together the words in yellow. So let's let's do that. And then we're going to worship together for all that God has done. Ready? Here we go. Give thanks to the Lord. Not yet. It's not yellow. Ready? Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. Your part. Woo! Oh, you sound good. Exalt in his holy name. Rejoice, you. Rejoice, you. Amen. Let's worship God for he is so good. So I want to share one thing real quick. Um, I know I'm on staff. I'm the worship leader. It's not fair to get up here and share like that. But uh, I want to speak uh, for somebody real quick that can't speak for themselves. If you guys saw all the pictures in the memorial, the last picture was my mom. I'm trying to keep it together. I got to work here in a second. But... Um, I just want to speak for her. <clears throat> we lost her in December. The December before, she was diagnosed with cancer. She was a really good mother, but she was always somebody. She had a lot of walls, <clears throat> walls in her life. She had a lot of relationships and situations in her life that... Um, it just caused her to kind of lose trust sometimes and to build walls. And she knew who God was. She grew up in church. But she didn't really have a relationship with him for most of my life that I remember. And um, so Nicole and I, my wife, we prayed for her a lot, for her to come to know Jesus, for her to give her life to him. And a testimony to him, a testimony to the community of this church. The last year, two years really of her life, we saw that change in her life. We saw God start to move. We saw the walls start to come down. And she, I remember she sent me a text probably about a year ago now, and I forwarded it to Phil because I was like, oh my gosh, look at this. And she had given her life to Jesus fully. She said, I'm tired of denying him. I'm tired of living like this and living this, this lie and trying to convince people that I'm this way. And I just want to live for Jesus. And, um, this church played a part in that. So all of you who knew her, you knew that she loved to talk if you knew her. And I was sitting out there wrestling for a long time, just a minute ago when everybody was giving their testimony. And I thought, you know what? I have to go up and speak for her because she would get up and speak today if she were still here. 
And um, she gave her life to Jesus. And it, it makes me a little bit sad inside, I'm not gonna lie. Before she passed, the doctors were telling us that she was gonna get this amazing treatment and that she was probably gonna be fine. And about four days before she got the treatment, things just turned for the worse and she wasn't able to get the treatment. And before that, she had asked me, when I get better from this, I want you to baptize me on this stage here in front of everybody. And I didn't get to do that, but I did get to baptize her. My wife was there. My stepfather was there. Pastor Phil was there. Sean and Brenda were there. And it was an amazing moment. And we were so blessed to get to do that and be a part of that with her and for her. And I thank God and I thank Elevation Community Church for helping make that change in my mom's life before we lost her. She's here today. She's here today and she's celebrating with us. So you guys come sing with us, all right? Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon. If you'd like to go deeper with another resource from our church, please check out our weekly Impact Bible Study podcast as well. Both of our podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.